What's going on? Welcome to the official podcast of The, the Collection, Collection Plate, Plate with Bam and Raphael, where we know all money ain't good money. I'm so glad and so excited to be back talking to you all, getting into oh, getting into all the juicy tea that's been circulating around social media, the internet, Twitter, Black Twitter, porn Twitter, all that. So with that being said, me and Dominique about to jump into these church announcements. First up on the church announcements, we have Kanye West and Shakari Richardson debuting their new beats. By Dre, or is it still Beats by Dre or Beats by Apple? It's Beats by Dre because this app is it's Dre. He sold it. Yeah, right, yeah. So, um, Beats by Dre commercial uh, aired during the finals last night, and Kanye West uh, released one of his songs off his new album that's coming out this Friday. Um, and it included Shakari Richardson in the commercial um, while he was doing it. I can't really remember what the song was saying. It was saying, free me, free me or something. Jesus, free me, please. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I am free because of you. Oh, like that. Well, thank you, Jesus. He found Jesus. But um, I guess Shakara needed Jesus, too, after her running with uh, not being able to go to the Olympics and smoking her weed and stuff like that. You know, she made up the whole scenario saying that she started smoking the weed because her biological mom passed away. And, you know, she was trying to cope with her loss. And that's not it. We're not going to say it, Leslie. We're not going to be. We can't downplay that because we all don't know, you know, so we can't say that she said or like painted as if it was like some BS story. I really feel like she No, it came out of her mouth. You know, yeah. she she revealed that on Good Morning America. So, you know, that was her her way of telling what happened that she won't be in the Olympics. So anyway, Kanye West allowed Shakari to be on his on the commercial that he was debuting his song. And I felt like it was just very confusing yet great. Um, because we've heard stories about Shakari trying to, um, people were trying to push out deals to her being with a hookah company and this and that. And I'm glad she took the route of, you know, Beats by Dre and Kanye West because that made, that's really a good combination when you kind of think about it. Um, and that sounds like a good old chick, <laughs> but, um, it's kind of confusing me, but confusing to me because she... I don't know. <laughs> I think what he's trying to say is, I think what my co-host is trying to say is... I'm a little inebriated, child. Oh, Lord. No, so there was a few points that he made. Um, if you recall back July 14th, Shakari was um, offered a $250,000 gig with a vape company. A lot of people felt like that was like too soon. Um, a lot of people felt like she fumbled her bag. And just as Raphael has said before, you know... She had just lost her biological mother and, you know, out of her own mouth, you know, she said, you know, you, we come out here and we have to put our game faces on and nobody really knows what we're dealing with. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think what Ralph was trying to say is, you know, she is the face of, you know, 
of track and field, or, or actually she represents the Olympics, but it's confusing in a sense because it's like, how does that help her career by, you know, partnering up with um, Kanye West with a Beats by Dre or Beats by Apple or whatever you want to call it um, deal? Um, I feel like it helps. I, I think it helps. I think it helps because it also shows her ability to bounce back from a major fall that happened. And, and I think that a lot of people have given her enough grief. I feel like a lot of people took the whole weed thing and ran with it. It's not an enhancement drug. If anything, it make your ass calm the fuck down. But that just goes to show that that weed had nothing to do with the skill and the ability that she has to perform. When you have people out here shooting themselves with, you know what I'm saying, steroids, even though that's technically in the rule book saying that is against all types of sports and everything of that nature. But she would decide to smoke some weed. Do I do we believe and do I feel that that was right? No. Should have waited. But damn, hop off this girl neck. It happened. So I guess I have to be the bearer of bad news here. So a Louisiana father was fatally shot by a teen boy who snuck in to see his 14-year-old daughter talking about dangerous kitty. That girl must have had a snapper for him to come up in their house and try to shoot her daddy and shot him, which was actually confirmed earlier today that he actually died from that, um, that said shot. Um, and this happened in Louisiana. You know, Zachary, um, the police officer that came in like, hey, what's going on here? Um, the gentleman, uh, the father, he's 34 years old, and uh, he died from multiple gunshot wounds. I just don't understand why, what's going on with all these break-ins? I don't heard break-ins. They're trying to steal jewelry, steal money, but steal the kitty. I don't understand that. But, um... Blessings and prayers up to that, you know, that family, because now this young lady, she has seen what, you know, the power of, you know, what I'm saying just ignoring or having no respect for someone else's rules can do. And it's unfortunate it was at the expense of her father's life. So we're going to continue to keep that family in prayer. But hold on. So this half of brought in a nigga to her daddy, well, the house she was staying in with her father. Right. And. Just because she wanted some ping shit. That little half that little heifer Hi, that, that same boy in that house. And she probably been talking shit about her daddy. And then, you know, he just brought his Glock with him, his Draco, whatever. And, and, like and said, your daddy been messing with you. I'm gonna protect you. And she was like, Yeah, daddy, do that. And <laughs> now her daddy did. My God. I just, just want to know what caused him to you know I can make up a good scenario. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Speaking you of- know what the fuck sneaking in the house is. But damn, don't shoot my don't shoot my daddy. Don't shoot my mama. You got caught. Run out. Run, nigga. Run. Just run. Just run. Damn, don't shoot. Don't shoot him. No, don't shoot him. Like just just chill out. But these kids is off the chain. Well, speaking of doors being open, the, the gates of heaven have been open. My God, this lady. Okay, so a North Carolina woman, elderly woman, um, dies after tripping over a speed bump in a hospital parking lot, and then she got hit by a car. Now, (laughs) 
It's not funny. It's really not funny. But once you hear the story, you might laugh. But it's really not funny. Anyway, so Miss Mary Albert, uh, 78 years old, she was dragged about 100 feet. Now, she was leaving the hospital after her doctor's appointment um, last week. And according to authorities, they said she was uh, walking to her car in the parking garage. And there's a speed bump inside the parking garage that she tripped on. And she tripped over. I guess she couldn't see it or, you know, she couldn't pick her feet up off the ground. I don't know, child. <laughs> but she may have had a walk up. You know, it's crazy because I feel like most elderly people need to have eyes on them at all times. Like, have a caretaker or somebody with them. But in this particular case, she didn't have one. Um, hell, they can't drive anyway. Y'all know I hate old people driving. Anyway. You're going to hell. <laughs> Why I'm dragging this old woman like this? She, she was already drugged. You sitting here dragging well, her. Well, obviously, but let's get to that. So she was drugged by the... <laughs> I'm not laughing. She was drugged by a car, y'all. So she tripped over the speed bump. And they said that she was about 50 feet away from her car. So as she laid on the ground, um, authorities said that the car, a car that was coming around the corner down the parking garage actually like somehow gra somehow grasped her or she grasped the car while she was on the ground after tripping tripping on the speed bump and the car drug her at least a hundred feet from the second floor so I mean it was coming down the ramp and she was just dragging and saying oh my god and yeah and then she died. You have a special place, a special section. I'm gonna just say that, okay? You have a special, Raphael, you have a special section in hell because at no point in time was that shit funny. Y'all have to forgive my co host because I don't know what the fuck he on, but I ain't gonna hold you. Like he said, Y'all need to have these elderly people like y'all had these kids on these damn leashes when y'all be at damn Disney World. Because that could have been prevented. But what I don't understand is how is it, how, how did you not, how did you not know? When you driving, you don't see nothing on the ground. Like how did you not see a full adult body just there? And I think, I guess what makes it comical in Raphael's uh, world is just the picture, the sight of this elderly woman like being dragged and like screaming in her old person's voice. However, it does not take away the fact that we need to be a little bit more cautious when we're driving and be a little bit more, you know, sensitive to things such as elderly people crossing the street, crossing the walk, walk, um, crossing the, um, the, uh, the, the, the street walks, and just just being aware of your surroundings. The street walk, the crosswalk. You know what the fuck I meant. Let's not talk about correction. Cross the walk. Crosswalk. Crosswalk. Alright. <laughs> but you know how I be flying around in your your parking garage over there where you say it, and, and I fly around that corner fast. So Miss Mama's would have been gone. <laughs> she would have been. <laughs> 
she would have been told up dealing with my jeep okay Put your ass down <laughs> that's saying slow down that jeep would have had her all over the parking garage but um i did not hear that rest in peace to miss mary what's her name oh no not i don't know but we're not gonna say Miss. Yeah, her name is mary yeah oh no <laughs> speaking of me. speaking of being dragged i know this isn't on the um on the uh the docket or whatever you want to call it but real briefly since we're talking about being dragged so i don't know if you guys know in louisville kentucky again <laughs> a news video shows a terrifying moment when a six-year-old child was being dragged by a school bus in 2015 the lady opened the door let the baby off of the bus the baby's book bag got caught in the door and she just commenced to continue to drive y'all don't it'll be on our page you'll be able to look into that but i just had to put that in there because he said the word dragged and that poor baby was dragged for about a good two minutes was the book bag still on her back or was she holding on to it no the book bag was still on the back the door closed on the book bag and oh in, the my video, God. in the video we're going to post on the page, you'll see the, the bus driver is literally like so oblivious to like the door is right there. So how did you not see this child book bags and you, the arm is going like this and waving and shit. And she was driving about about a good two minutes. And it wasn't until it wasn't until. The. You know how they have like the bus driver assistant to make the kids, you know, keep them, keep them calm. It wasn't until he decided to turn around and see that the child was still being dragged. And it was actually dragged 1,100 feet. Well, so it's, it's unfortunate that that, you know, that that did happen. But anywho, we're going to move on. I'm sorry. That was a little bonus bonus real quick. So for all of the 90s babies out there. We like to take a moment to say to you that we really want our 90s music to stay alive. But in doing so, if you're going to use someone's music from back then, the best thing to do is, you know, acknowledge that you're going to use that. So Aaliyah's uncle reportedly says it would have been more honorable of Normandy to get approval of one in a million sample for her new single, Wild Side. So if you guys have not seen Wild Side, that's featuring, I want to say that, what is that, featuring, uh, no, that's not, uh, that is Cardi B, isn't it? Oh, that is, I'm sorry, boom, whatever. I guess I was too caught up in, you know, reading this mess. But anyway, the song is a great song. Um, Normandy, she is an amazing um, dancer, amazing artist. Um, one thing I will never do is take away anyone's accolades of how great of an entertainer, singer, performer, or whatever you do, what you are. However, the uncle was basically complaining about how that the song is dangerously close to one in a million. Now, for those who are musically inclined and you listen to it, you will clearly hear that that track that she's using or that that the sample is dangerously close, if not the same. Some people feel like it's not. But if you read the comments and you know music, then you will know that the only thing that was changed was probably the hook. That's it. Um, a lot of people feel like she's not being original. Normandy also did an interview stating that a lot of people compare her to Aaliyah. I don't know who the hell did that. 
Um, I don't know who said she's compared to. I thought Tink was like the new, you know, the up and coming Aaliyah. Hey, who? Her, Tink. Her words, not mine. I don't know. But that was years ago. Well, see, that's the issue, uh, Bam. That's the issue. They're very shook that Normani could possibly be similar to Aaliyah because nobody could be the next Aaliyah. They're very shook that somebody is similar to her. That's why her fuck ass uncle talking about it. The song is similar to the same beat of one in a million. But let's be clear. Normani has changed the whole direction of the song, I feel, and included a included a female rapper on it. It's just something different than it's not like she's she's really paying homage to Leah. If you actually watch the video, like she's doing full choreo, she's doing the same kind of style of clothing and you know, dance moves and stuff like that. Like just just be happy with what you get. Stop trying to compare everybody to everybody because everybody's not the same. Everybody got the different pussies and and shit. Like we all got the same blood by the blood of Jesus, but <laughs> we're not the same. <laughs> we're all we're not, you are actually right. We're not the same. Uh, and nobody's perfect. So fuck all y'all hoes talking about she she acting like Aaliyah, she gonna be the next Aaliyah. No, she's no money. But to be quite frankly honest, that's not even, you know, that's Timberland's beat, to be honest. Um, and I, I really feel like that her uncle needs to release um, release her music because there's a lot of people who want to, like, honestly, you would actually, uncle, you would literally pay more homage to your late niece if you release the music. It would actually help y'all out a lot, too, as well, because there's a lot of fans, Aaliyah fans, to include myself, my my always and first fan, you know, it would help out a lot. It would help a lot of people. And also, like, it would help if, if y'all low on funds over there, because I know a lot of family members who thrive off of their late uh, famous children, nieces, nephews, or family members. If you need some money, that'll help you out, too. However, I feel like you need to release release that girl's music. Um, Yes, and watching the video, it gave me very much rock the boat. It gave me very much one in a million. Um... And me personally, again, like I said, like, I don't think that, you know, nobody needs to be compared to anybody, but when you're paying homage, you know what I'm saying? It's always a great thing to, you know, pay homage to somebody from, you know, from the past or, and, or if they have, you know, and, or if they're late or no longer, you know, living or whatever the case may be. But Normani, I will say, Normani, I will say that it was a beautiful video. I love the twist that she add to it. Um... In my in my opinion, do I feel like that it sounds dangerously close, if not the same, to one in a million? Yes, I do. But again, like I said, I'm not gonna take away. She gave it justice. She served it justice. Well, speaking of Wendy, big headed ass, uh, she was seen on a flight in Miami. I guess going to visit her big daddy and her uh, big ass sisters and brothers. Um, <laughs> but. Wendy had on this tight ass wig and uh, her mask on her face and being pushed around in a wheelchair with her Louis Vuitton bag and in lap. Um, and a guy was like recording her the whole time on his Instagram story because he got mad that she had 
pointed out the flight attendants on the flight that he had uh, a Ziploc bag full of weed on him. Now, we all know in Miami, I don't know about the rest of the state of Florida, but I know in Miami from experience, I don't I don't smoke the weeds, the reefers, but I do know I smelled it and it's legal. <laughs> um, and they're allowed to have weed down there. Now, maybe she didn't know that because she lived in New York, but they're allowed, Wendy. Like, how are you going to sit there and tell on somebody they got weed, weed on them, and it's allowed, it's legal? So then, I guess she got upset. Either her or her security guard. She told her security guard, water was thrown on this man by either her or the security guard. So that really deserved an ass whooping, if anything, <laughs> because bitch, you're not about to throw no water on me. This because I'm smoking weed and I got weed on me. Like she talking about, she smell weed and that's why she mad. Girl, bye. So she threw, so her or her security guard threw water at the man. She was um uh claiming to have weed on him. Yes, allegedly, yes. Okay, I'm gonna say that one more time because I, I they threw. Okay, so she pointed it out, and either between Wendy and her bodyguard or whatever, they threw water on the dude. Yes. Did the dude do any? Like, did he retaliate at all? He just recorded the whole scenario of what was going on. That damn bareback tree would have got her ass fucking thrashed right there on that fucking plane or wherever the fuck she was at. Spitting on something. Let me tell you something. The worst thing that you can do to somebody, I don't care what color skin you are. I don't care what race you come from. I don't care. The worst thing you can do to somebody is spit on them and or make a mockery of them by throwing like food at them or putting water on them. That's, people are people are crazy. You could have got your ass shot up for real. You could have really got shot up, and you would have been then. Then you would have been like, "Oh my gosh, they shot me!" Yeah, bitch, because you threw that damn water on me because you trying to pinpoint me or highlight me. You know, pick on me about because I'm I got some weed on me. What is the problem with smoking weed? What is the problem with weed in general? Nothing. Well, I mean, she can't have no issues with drugs because she been on them for the last years of her life 85 years <laughs> and dog years bitch still snoring cold so i got pinky toes that's aged better than wendy williams so she can't be mad about weed well you know they said that she keep a couple eight eight balls up under her purple chair allegedly <laughs> wendy 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 quinn wendy quinn Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. <sighs> All we can say is to you, baby girl, please just slow down. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> slow down. Because she almost up out of here. She on her, she yeah. on her very last days. And she got a whole lot of legs. She and you, Useless legs. She ain't nothing. Them things about as wide she as my own. You hear me? She ain't nothing but upper body. That's it. Legs and limbs. And titties. That's it. Poor baby. Wendy. Legs and titties. That's her new name. Legs and titties. <laughs> Liddies. Liddies. Titty leg. Liddies. Liddies. Liddies.
Need promo for your business or services here on the Collection Plate Podcast? We have hundreds of thousands of new monthly listeners waiting to hear about the hottest new thing. Email us at askthecollectionplate@gmail.com at gmail.com and be sure to include your name, your business name, and website or social media page in the email inquiry. We understand the struggle of small business promotion. That's why we're here to help. Again, that's askthecollectionplate@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Advertise with us today. Our sermon for today is about one-sided friendships or relationships that you have experienced um, either in the present day or in the past. And of course, this is going to lead into some personal things like personal discussion or whatever. But um, this is just an overall general topic. Like This society has so many different one-sided relationships or bonds even people with like this could be anything from um your co-workers at work uh being one-sided with things of you know how things are going on in the office or your best friends or your friends um being one-sided in your friendship or your boyfriend girlfriend boyfriend boyfriend girlfriend girlfriend uh being one-sided in your relationship like, how has it affected you as a person? Um, and I'm going to let Dominique start off because <laughs> I'm still drunk. I'm sick of him. Um, so, as Ralph was saying, um, we're going to go into a few, um, we're going to go into a topic. We're going to break it down into, you know, subtopics. But, you know, it all ties together. It deals with the abandonment feeling of it's something that being reciprocated. So if you're friends with someone and you happen to always be the one calling or texting them, or if you're in a relationship, you're always the one seeking the conversation or always trying to, you know, compromise. Or if you're somewhere at work and you are trying to build a team so everyone collectively can have a voice so that way everybody can come to some common ground but some some somehow you look at it as if you're always the one that's doing it now some people be like well get out your head or don't think it always about you no sometimes you just got to call a spade a spade and call it for what it is when you're dealing with a friendship and that other person that you're friends with they could care less if they lose the friendship or not, lose that person. I say lose that person because they're not losing any sleep. So when you come to your friend that you claim that's your friend with an issue or something that you're noticing, and the first thing they do is deflect it and they become defensive. And also, you got to also understand this too. Wordplay is a huge thing too as well. So when you engage someone with an, an person, a personal issue, and if something's personal, that means it's internal and you bring it out external to a person. You have to be able to present it in a way that it does not come across like you're attacking that person's character or the means of what they want out of their friendship. But you have to bring it to the forefront so that way they know that, hey, this is affecting me. And if you have someone who responds something like, well, I don't know why you feel that way because 
you know, I hit you back up or whatever the case may be, or it's just really defensive. You have to look at it from a standpoint of, does this person value our friendship? Does this person see where I'm coming from? And when you give that person that, when you give that person that, you have to give them examples because some people need examples. Can you please give an example how this happened? If you're giving a person an example, if you're telling them the dates and the time these things happen or whatever the case may be, and they still are just like, well, whatever, then yeah, lose that friend or cut that person off. Because it's, at, at some point, you're going to end up driving yourself crazy trying to appease a friendship that is only one-sided. Um, a personal experience for me, um, I was friends with someone. Uh, and for the life of me, I found myself always trying to fix the issue. Now, if I was wrong, then I'm like, okay, I was wrong for that. I have to fix it. But what my issue came in was every time something happened, I'm looking at it from a standpoint like, wait a minute, I didn't do that at the time. Like, that wasn't me. I wasn't getting the same acknowledgement of wrong doing that, that, that this alleged friend of mine should have been doing. Yes, I get it. You know, we're all not the same. However, you have to take accountability and you have to be able to be big enough woman or man enough to say, you know what? I can see why you would feel that way. And I apologize that it came across that way. And, or I apologize that it affected you that way. But anyway, so like I said, um, I always found myself feeling like I had to fix everything. Then it clicked to me like, well, wait a minute, this person's a hypocrite because it's okay for them to do it, but I can't do it. So they're quick to block and cut off and not say anything, but they never want to have the uncomfortable conversation, which leaves me to have to say, what's the problem? That's not fair to me. But if you can go on and do all the blocking and not speaking and stuff like that, to me, that's that to me makes me feel like, well, shit. You didn't give a damn about this friendship to begin with. So why the fuck should I? So what did I do? I didn't go as far as blocking them or removing them or anything like that. I just reciprocated the energy and reciprocated the energy towards myself and say, you know what? I don't have to keep seeking this friendship if it doesn't mean a hill of beans to that person. And ever since then, I should been doing pretty damn good. So, yeah, like. I'm glad that you found your peace with that because a lot of people like to continue to drag that person that they call their friend around with them through some some toxic shit, some shit that just doesn't even make sense anymore, some shit that they could have been moved on from, but they still dragging you to believe, you know, that hey, we're still good. We still, you know, whoop the whoop, whatever. But I hate that people do that because they become so hypocritical about... Um, I, okay, so I see a, mm. a, a lot of people on social media. Uh-oh. You know, social media is the, is a, is a world of things. And yeah. people like to go on there and relieve themselves of saying things that um they feel it on their heart like they just they like to sweep their truth but when it comes to face-to-face conversations 
or phone calls is something totally different. I don't understand how somebody can be so hypocritical about saying, um, saying things like, um, I don't, I don't take well, like, uh, people giving me hints, you need to be direct about it, or you, you should be, you know, just straight out about what you, what you about or what you're trying to say. But at the same time, when it's time for that situation to come up, you do you're doing exact opposite. Please tell me how that makes sense. <laughs> so, like, you should definitely um, be in a space to where you feel comfortable around your friend, your partner, whoever you're having this bond or relationship or friendship with to express yourself, not keep things back to where it's like, I wonder... I wonder, um, you know, what's going on with this or blah, 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 blah. And I can, I can say I have, I have been hypocritical of that in the past and I'm working, I'm currently still working on that. Um, because sometimes we are too, too afraid to express the feelings to our friends because we feel like the friendship we're in, but at the same time, it's like, that's your friend. And if, if that's your friend or if that's your girlfriend or boyfriend, like, you should have no problem expressing that those things to them and they should have no problem hearing out those things and don't take it any kind of way because you know it's just a growth situation um for that person so um yeah that's something that i've noticed recently like don't be so hypocritical about what you're trying to be about when you're not really about it so yours is more so just subliminal. Yeah, like... If why? you want to have the conversation, just talk to me about it. Yeah, communication is the biggest key to any type of shit. <laughs> um, that's just the biggest key. Like, I appreciate you saying, like, you know, admitting that, hey, I'm working on that. Because some people, they become flustered when they ha- want to have that uncomfortable conversation because they are afraid that they might lose their friendship. Um, a lot of people, if a lot of people took a page out of your book and was like, hey, you know, I'm working on this, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not the most vocal person, you know, and I'm trying, like, a lot of pe- a lot of friendship would be saved. Um, yes, the subliminal shit, too, is I feel like the subliminal is good and bad. I feel like one, I feel like it's bad because if that's how you truly feeling, why would you allow somebody to consider a friend, you know what I'm saying, to come across that and they see it. And of course they're going to take it away. I call it, I think it's a good thing as well too, because you're releasing that off of yourself and in the back of your mind subconscious, like, well, I know I can never say this to this person because they won't receive what I'm saying. So how else how else am I going to be able to express how I feel? And then again with the internet, you got to be careful with that too. Like, because like, we already had this conversation before. Like Twitter watching and watching somebody tweets is not always. It does not. It doesn't go very well because you can take something and you can project it onto what you're thinking, but you'll know if a person is talking about you because there's no way that that situation is so dangerously close to what just recently happened. You know what I'm saying? 
But, but I think some people do subliminal stuff because they feel like they can't talk to their friend. But I'm sorry to cut you off. I feel like that's that's something that the the opposite person needs to work on as well. Like I understand that's your platform and you can do what you want to do on it and express yourself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you have friends or you know you your you and your friend or you and your boyfriend or girlfriend have been th- going through a situation. I felt like you should be very um what's the word? Open. You should be very cognizant of like what you're posting or, or saying because it could be taken any kind of way. And then some people even go to the extent of even saying, Well, if you if you felt some way some way about it, maybe it's about you. No, don't do that. Bitch, be direct about what you wanna say and do. And get it over with. Like, why keep pussyfooting around about what you about and what you want to do? If you want to fight that bitch, say I want to fight you, ho. Don't be saying, "Oh, that bitch, blah 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 blah." I, I want, um, I want to fight a hoe. Say the whole name at that bitch. <laughs> I really feel like a lot of reasons why a lot of friendships end is because there's a lot of hidden feelings internally um and when i say hidden feelings i'm talking about there's something that that friend did and it's like they want to talk about it but they feel like they will never get through to them because they already have this mindset of everything i do is accurate everything i do is right okay another example i have a friend who we actually had a our first huge debate. Huge, I'm gonna say an argument. Never had one ever, never had one. And to be honest, how I feel, I really feel like it put a damper on our friendship. But out of that, what I took from it was after we both expressed one ourselves, you know, expressed ourselves because you know, we're both bullheaded people. Um one thing I took, what I took from it was you've been feeling this way the whole time. I've been feeling this way the whole time. And and I, our friendship has been based off of if you keep the peace, I keep the peace. That's not, uh-uh. That's that's not, that's not productive. It's counterproductive. Because and, and if, that's not fair. <laughs> at all. At all. Because it's like I'm I'm it's okay for you to feel the way you feel but if i speak on it i'm gonna feel like well shit I, it's gonna feel on fall on deaf ears but um yeah the uncomfortable conversations they have to be had or you're gonna be made out to be the person that that's the bad person <laughs> if you speak Ooh. out of <laughs> that too <laughs> when, it, that, when that person knows like, oh i'm the bad person no i'm not saying you're the bad person i'm telling you this this is how I feel. And I feel this way because of X, Y, and Z. And for me, if if I if, if my friend comes to me and they tell me, okay, I've had I've had um actually no Ralph, you have came to me and said some things to me that you know I'm like, okay, I I I take it because again, I, this is one of my favorite quotes. We don't walk around with a mirror in our face all day, every day. So it's things that we say and do that affects other people that we don't know that we're actually doing until somebody says that you're doing this and it's affecting either me or this population of people. 
So I take it. I take it like, okay, cool. I can see I did that. But why is it so hard that when you try to do that to somebody else or say, this is what's bothering me, it's like they deer in the headlights. Then I get hit with the people on the outside looking in and be like, well, everybody's not like, you know, fuck that. Because at some point you have to have, you have to, you have to have some type of accountability as an adult if that you, that you, that we all claim that we are. If you are an adult and somebody brings an issue to you, you shouldn't be like, well, I'm not wrong. I don't feel like I'm wrong. It's not about being wrong or right. It's about acknowledging somebody's fucking feelings and know and noticing that this is a behavior or characteristic that you have been, you know, displaying for some time. All friendships are not going to be roses and fucking gumdrops and stuff. A friendship that has disagreements, arguments, and the tough conversations are the ones that last the longest. And I, it took me and this friend of mine that have been friend, best friends for a long time for that to happen. Now, like we said, one-sided friendships, that shit is dead. It's dead. If you are if you are in a situation where you feel like you have done everything that you could possibly do to mend a friendship or try to keep it going, if you're putting more energy and if you're putting more fuel in this generator than the motherfucker that that can put fuel in it too, stop putting fuel in the generator and see what happens. One or two things gonna happen: either that friendship is gonna die, or that person gonna be like, "Oh, I feel like things have changed." No, nothing's changed. The only thing that's been altered is the energy I'm putting into it. If you want to continue to sit here and make me feel like what I'm saying to you is painting you out to the bad person, that's projection, baby. I'm telling you how I feel. That's it. That's them. These one-sided friendships has to come to an end. That's why I put what I put on my Instagram. I was like, you know what? We can be best friends for over 20 fucking plus years. But if every time I turn around, I'm and and here's my thing. I want to we want to make this clear to those who are listening. We get it. Life happens. Shit happens. People get married. People get new jobs. People move away. People go through mental breakdowns. People disappear for a little bit to recharge themselves. But what about all before all of that? And what about after you get surpassed that? Do you not feel like you owe your friend like, hey, look, I was going through something and I appreciate you reaching out to me the way you did. I just didn't have it in me to reach back out at some point. When do you because during your shit? No, I get it. During it, it's too much going on. But before the shit, what was your excuse? And after you come out of that. Do you feel like you owe somebody something? Well, I'm sorry. Do you feel like you at least owe your friendship if it means anything to you? Do you feel like you owe that friendship an explanation? Like, hey, look, this is what I was going through. Because we also have to be sensitive enough to other people's shit. Because everybody deals with things differently. But if this is an ongoing thing for over decades, then yeah, cut that shit off. But you also you also have to come back full circle and be like, you know why did we start this this bond together like what was the what was the sole purpose of us starting this friendship or this relationship you always have to come back to that because shit like you said shit happens in between 
and then when when shit goes downhill, you like you just really in a fucked up space. So you have to really come back full circle and be like, you know, why did we start this bond? Is it because we we knew we would be we would be great support systems for one another, or we're just going to be great, you know, communicating buddies or whatever. But I feel like if, if you say you're going to be 10 toes down about a bitch, be 10 toes down. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be going, you know, don't be, you know, all over the place saying, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a real bitch. I do this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then when it comes to up a, a, a point where it's time for you to speak up, you're not. And let and also let's be clear, maturity does not come with age. <laughs> you can be 30 fucking years old and still living in a seven-year-old mind. I've seen it. <laughs> Hell, I've witnessed it. Ha. Okay. How are you upset at somebody that did the same shit? That you did. And then you try to, then they call you, they, then you try to call them out on it. And they say, well, wait a minute. You just pulled this stunt two weeks ago. I can't stand a friend that feels, I just, me personally, it just, it's, it's a pet peeve of mine. If you feel like you're never wrong, I just, I, I, my mind is just blown. It just blows my mind. So some people that they really, go in life like you said you can be 30 plus years old and still living in a mindset of a child because you honestly think that your way of thinking is the only way of thinking now i can honestly say this over the course of the few years i had to learn that everything that i think or my way of thinking is not just the only way and i and the reason why i felt that way was because I believe if I spoke up and I said I was wrong before anybody said I was wrong, then that cleared my name. But it did not take away the fact that there's perspectives that I have to put into play. And I understand I'm learning that, hey, you know, there's other options out there. There's other ways of thinking. There's other way of getting a solution outside of what I bring to the table. That's a strength and a weakness of mine. It's a strength of mine because I'm able to think outside the box. I'm able to come to the table with something. Versus some people just come to the table, just sit there and be like, and they just hold it the fuck in. It's a weakness of mine as well because what well, it was a weakness of mine um, because I, I ultimately thought that my way of thinking was like, because it was factual, because it made sense. It was, you know, basically by the book. But I've learned that sometimes you have to think outside of the book. You got to think outside of that that square that you put yourself in. So, but yeah. Relationships and jobs are the same thing. If that job does not, if the job makes you feel like you're the only one there and you're working with 30 other people, then you need to reevaluate why you're there. And it's like Ralph said, like it has to come. And that made so much sense. I'm so glad you said that. And figure out why you was at this job in the first place and why you engaged in this friendship to begin with. Um, I feel like with us, I feel like our friendship was created based off of, well, a few things. One, business. Because even like years, like years 
prior to, you know what I'm saying? Like we always talked about, like I, I, I admire, I think we both admired our business mindset and how we wanted things to be ran. Another thing is like a support. Both of us, one of us retired out one of, you know, you're still in. And that's always a good thing to have somebody to be able to talk to that you can relate to your bullshit you're going through. And there's other things that we've been through that we can relate to one another. So again, like, like you said, Ralph, that make that, that was, that was pretty damn deep. Like you have to, you have to figure out why you created this friendship or this bond in the, if, to, in, you know, in the beginning anyway. And if you don't want to be, if you don't want to deal with somebody else's shit, you don't have to. <laughs> if you know that you can't keep up or you can't maintain a friendship or a relationship, stop it before it gets too too lengthy. Like I hate how somebody can keep some keep something going for years and then out of nowhere it's just like boom like i'm i'm not interested anymore i'm not interested in this in this friendship or this relationship anymore like what like we just went through all this shit together and you telling me you don't give a fuck no more or they just never gave a fuck to begin with but see, that's the problem, though, and it's leaving you blindsided. Like, what the fuck? Like, you didn't never give a fuck to begin with. So why the fuck did we go through all this shit? Like, why you put me through all this trauma? One side. That's some shit that made you want to beat a bitch ass. That make anybody want to get beat the fuck up. Let alone kill. <laughs> but I'm, we don't yeah. condone violence at the collection plate. But we do condone laying hand, laying of the hands, <laughs> laying of the fingers and toes on a bitch, and whatever you can get your hands on. Right. <laughs> yeah. our, our advice to you all is: if something is not elevating you in the form of a friendship, because that's another that's another topic for another day. If something's not elevating you in a friendship, elevate supporting. Uh, loving, caring, empathy, advice. If it's not including none of that, or some type of romance, if it's a relationship and love, if it's not including none of that, yeah, let this go, bitch. You better get the fuck out. I had I had a an ex friend tell me that we gonna end this because it, it was just it because it just hit to me. I had a friend that I used to be friends with tell me. After we had a, a conversation, tell me, well, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, sometimes I just want you to just, just go with the flow. What the fuck do you mean, just go with the flow? So, all, what, type of friendship, what type of friend do you want me to be? Like, a friend that's just going to let you go, like, you go out there and jump off a fucking bridge and I not try to stop you at all. Like, no, go ahead and jump off that motherfucker. No, I'm not that type of friend. I'm not going to sit here and just allow you. I'm, first of all, if we're friends... You are a representation of the both of us, even when we're absent from one another. So with that being said, if you go out here and you do some stupid shit or whatever, and you tell me about it, and I'm just looking like, oh, I, I wish you would have did it way worse than that. You know, you should have did that. Or if I'm sitting saying that, you know you was wrong about that. Because, again, this same friend, that same said friend, when I fucked up or did something wrong, they jumped on my neck. But I allowed that because I respected that from that person because it helped me stay in line. 
But when it's reciprocated, you can't take that. I don't know what type of friend you want me to be, but being my friend is going. Ralph can tell you, I'm not the most, you know, easygoing person. And some of the shit I might say, it might sting, but it's not coming from a place to tear you down. Because when it when the, the tables turn and it's my turn to get stoned, I hope you goddamn give it to me. But I'll take it because that's the type of friendship that we have. And that's 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 all I got to say. Cause I mm-mm. <laughs> so the moral of this sermon, y'all, is that adults should always have some type of direct communication with whomever they have a bond or relationship slash friendship with at no time should a person feel that they cannot communicate to their to their partner or friend about anything that they're feeling or wanting to do and that's that that's an adult adult is just a title but like i said a lot of maturity doesn't come with age and with that being said <laughs> we're, we're closing out girl oh closing <laughs> this, this is a topic right here for next time something else another word because you know we've been dropping words on y'all tonight wait let's close out word oh well <laughs> i say this titles can change but bonds can't mm. a title can change real quick but if you got a true bond with somebody, the title won't it won't even matter. <laughs> but um, <laughs> all right, y'all. So we thank y'all again and again and again <laughs> for, for listening to another episode. This is episode seven. We getting on up there. Yeah. We got three more episodes, y'all, this uh, this season. Mm. We're gonna bring something new and refreshing to you guys and. At first, I won't feel in it, but I'm all for change, perspective. Yeah. I love new, new, new shit. <laughs> but if the shit don't work, <laughs> look, if the shit ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. <laughs> shit. The fuck I've been trying to tell this nigga, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But we're we gonna we gonna see. We go, we go, we gonna work, we gonna work with him, y'all. We go. <laughs> I'm fucking hungry, man. All right, y'all. But y'all stay safe out there. Uh, try to stay COVID-free, even though if you get the vaccine, they say you're still getting COVID, child. So try to stay COVID-free. <laughs> Delta virus-free, because that's the new virus out. Oh, now, that one, now that one take you up out of here. Because y'all bitches know y'all be in the club. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a victim as well. I'll be in the club. Too. I'm a we be in, <laughs> be in the club every Friday, Saturday night. But I got my mask on. I got two masks on now. They fucking breathe. <laughs> be at the brunch you know Liddy or whatever but um, stay safe we love y'all we thank y'all for listening again make sure y'all following our Instagram page collection plate pod um, and then also make sure you're listening on all of our streaming platforms Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio um, Amazon, Amazon Music uh, Audible all that shit. So, yeah, girl. Bye. <laughs>
Thank you all for tuning in to another podcast episode of The Collection Plate with Bam and Raphael. Don't forget to check us out on all podcast streaming platforms such as Apple, Google, Stitcher, and Amazon. We cannot wait to talk to y'all next week with all new church announcements and earworthy discussions. So keep listening and let the church say amen.